0: You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, Cubs fans? Welcome to Lockdown Cubs, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at Joe Kilgallen. Give this podcast a follow as well. That is simply at Lockdown Cubs. lot to talk about today. Hope everyone's having a great morning so far. The Cubs lose 3-2 to the Mets last night. I'll break down that game. I'll also be previewing today's matchup of one Jacob deGrom. Have you heard of him? If you haven't, he's basically been the best pitcher on the planet over the last three or four years. He'll be facing Robert Stock. Who is Robert Stock? We'll get to that. Also, I will be talking about Major League Baseball's announcement that come June 21st, they will be cracking down on pitchers cheating. You know what I mean? Rubbing a little substance on the ball. Maybe some boogers, maybe some sweat, maybe some other things that are highly frowned upon. I'll be looking into that. Tampa Bay Rays ace. I still want to say Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Everyone else does too, right? I'm not the only one. The Tampa Bay Rays ace, Tyler Glass now, who's now on the IL. Serious injury, it seems like. He kind of went off. We'll be getting into that and all sorts of other stuff. Today's podcast is brought to you by Lockdown MLB. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, Sully, every day on Lockdown MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Lockdown MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcast. All right, Cubs fans. It was not a fun game to lose. You know, you know, four games set against the Mets. You don't want to go down 2-0, but hey, there's still hope for the series. I'm not, I'm not burying my head into my hands crying over this one. And, and look, it's, it's the Mets, so they're not like the Cardinals, the Brewers, or the White Sox. But if you... If you have a father that's in the baby boomer age range, you were taught not to like the Mets growing up. They broke, they broke our dad's hearts back in 1969. I don't, you know, it wasn't really the Mets' fault that the Cubs just faded back then. The '69, the I'm going to have to have on. It'd be great actually if I could get someone who was on the '69 Cubs to talk about that because that's a very famous Cubs collapse. I feel like a whole generation just never got over that. And then my generation, we had to deal with it with 03 Cubs, you know, the Bartman play, you know. It's really Alex Gonzalez and Dusty Baker. I put more of that blame on, of course. And then, you know, we're now World Series champions in 2016 and this golden era of Cubs baseball and all that kind of stuff. So things have changed. That's good. Let's focus on the now the happy times. But, you know, I still had to deal with losing to the Mets in 2015, getting swept. That wasn't fun. And to update, you know, yesterday I talked about how I got into some Mets fans on Twitter. We've made amends. I respect passionate fans, no matter who, no matter what team they're a fan of. If you love your team and you're out there and you're passionate about them. You got my respect. So the Cubs lost three, two. Taewon Walker is an awesome pitcher. I believe I pronounced his name correctly. His first name. That is he he's good. He's good. Walker's got an ERA in the low twos, lively fastball. He was a guy that I wanted the Cubs to take a look at in the off season. And he's a free agent after this year, so it'd be nice to, you know, he's not a true ace, but he's got ace upside. You know, there's a lot of there's pitchers like that scattered throughout baseball. That if you look at their numbers and you're honest with yourself, these pe- these pitchers, i was gonna say these people, like like they're in their own category. These pitchers have ace stuff, and they'll deliver ace stuff here or there, but over the course of 162 they're a strong number two. They're a solid number two. Even some seasons were like they're number three. Jose Quintana was kind of like that guy for the Cubs, and he was definitely that guy for the White Sox. He was the number two to Chris Sale for years. That's why when the Cubs made that trade, I wasn't that much against it. I know people are like, well, I'll look at Eloy and Cease. And I'm like, yeah, they still haven't done anything yet. But Don't get me wrong. This, the future is very bright for both of those two. But Jose Quintana was a guy who was – even though the win loss record didn't reflect it, it put up like some great numbers and had some really, really strong stuff. A real, I remember thinking the Cubs are getting a strong number two there who will, you know, have some ACE like games first game with us. He went seven innings, struck out 12 guys, no walk. So you're like, all right, cool. Didn't work out though. But Walker's definitely that guy not giving excuses to the bats. The bats need to wake up a little bit. Uh, There was a missed opportunity in the first inning. Cubs fans, Jock Peterson base hit the other way, getting things started. And then scary moment that ended up being scarier. Chris Bryant takes a fastball, gets it off the wrist, real awkward approach on that swing. And you know, the ball's riding in. I don't think it was intentional or anything like that, but there have been a lot of hit, hit batters around baseball. And, And remember this point, because I'll be tying that in, to the end of the podcast, when I break down the whole Major League Baseball cracking down on pitchers using different stuff for grip and all that kind of stuff, you know, this spider track, and are they allowed to use sunscreen? What are they mixing with the sunscreen? And also, there's a lot of hoopla over it, and I'll dive into that. But yeah, I mean, so Chris Bryant's in first base, and I knew, I knew, I'm like, he's they're going to take him out. It's you don't want to risk anything. He's having a great year. He's been the MVP of this team. He's in the MVP conversation in the National League. I think that that sucker's going to swell up. You just know it. So when they removed him in the third inning, that was the right decision. Totally understood that. But we have first and second right there. And Baez came up. And for some reason, Baez is not the best first inning hitter. He made up for it later hitting a two-run homer, which is something you love about Javi. He talked about last year, the 2020 season, Javi took a a lot of guff for this quote where he said, not having in-game video really affects me. And, you know, the reason they couldn't have in-game video is because of the whole Astros cheating scandal. That's a typical Major League Baseball move. Like, oh, we'll barely punish the actual perpetrators of the crime, but we're going to go after the whole league and take away things that's going to just bother everybody. Because... Javi was not alone. Christian Yelich, Pete Alonso on the Mets, who's having a good year again. These guys were all saying, hey, why are you punishing the whole league for something the Astros did? We'd like to be able to check the iPad after a previous at-bat and just kind of look at how the pitcher approached us. And I know some people listening might be like, hey, iPads didn't exist 20 years ago, and the hitters got along just fine then. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But again, players get used to a certain way of doing things. And when that's taken away, there is an adjustment period. Throw in the fact that it was a global pandemic. Everybody was all stuck in their hotel room. So if you're slumping, you can't just be like, I'm going to Dave and Buster's and having myself a good old time. And I'm going to forget all about my slump. Couldn't do that. So everything just gets compounded in short seasons. And like I was going to say short seasons like that, that's never happened. And hopefully will never happen again. A 60 game pandemic season. I'm not making excuses. I'm letting you know the reasons. I wish people had more of that mindset. I remember having a coach once. It was like, "What's your excuse this time?" I'm like, "I don't have an excuse. I have a reason." Do you want to hear the reason? He didn't like that, but also, don't be a jerk, guy. How about that? Coach sucked. So, <laughs> moving on. I'm not I'm over it though. I promise you, I'm over that. Javi's, it's you know, started two run homer. Nice to see. Millsy, I can't go hard on Millsy or the pitching. He's you know making a spot start essentially. He's been out of the bullpen mostly. And then Rex Brothers comes in, and that's when you know they take the lead 3 2. Keegan Thompson does what he's been doing. Like the you give up three runs, you can't really go too hard in on the pitching. The offense just didn't string together enough hits. And just to break down the box score for everyone, real quickly, Jock Peterson was one for four. Brian just had the hit by pitch. Wisdom took over for him. He won one for three. Solid game from Wisdom there. Javi, one for two, two-run homer, but struck out three times, left two on base, and that was only in the first inning. Anthony, you, you, he's starting to heat up, but I guess the matchup against Walker, just he didn't he didn't look comfortable. He really did not look comfortable today at the play. He was 0 for 4. Uh, Wilson, two for four. Solid game, but then, you know, half behind him, one for three, struck out a couple times, three left on base. Yeah, it just, Sogard hit a pinch hit. <laughs> That's why everyone hates Sogard, and look, I think, when Nico comes back, it's time for old Eric Sogard to be DFA. These are just not a roster spot form with the emergence of Alcantara, who I love, but he had a very rough game there. Again, Walker is a very good pitcher. Sometimes you really do have to acknowledge that. Yeah, he went over four, and Jason Hayward went over three. And it's here's the big play of the game. In the ninth, Moriznick's on first. Sogard's pinch hitting got a base hit. And again, Sogard is a pitch hitter. I think he's hitting over like 325 or something like that. When he starts games, he's an automatic 0 for 4. Marisnyk's on first. Sogard hits the gap. But again, Marisnik was just rounding second when the center fielder, Pillar, got to the ball. He was like halfway to third. And when he was got sent, it was a very like, what are you doing? I mean, he was out by a mile. And, and Willie Harris, I think, has been a fantastic third-base coach. And people make mistakes. And then part of me is like, was it that bad a mistake? Because Marisnyk is our best runner. I know coming around from, it's so difficult. Like leave him at third. You got a runner at third. It's first and third with one out at that point. Maybe he saw Jason Hayward in the on-deck circle and thought, oh, this guy's going to hit a rocket right into the second baseman's glove for a double play. I'll give Jason Hayward credit. He hits the ball hard on the ground, but always right at people. Something needs to be addressed about his swing. I feel like we've been saying this every year, but it felt like he had a nice 2019. Not a very good, but nice. 2020 was very good Act 2020, and now it's just it's when he warms up, his practice swing just looks off. You guys ever seen Charles Barkley take a golf swing? I think he's fixed it since then. They call it like the yips or something. He had a weird thing, Charles Barkley. Like at the top of his swing, he would stop and then like do like a double clutch and was just this, and then basically. Pound the ball into the ground. It was one of the worst golf swings you'll ever see in your life. YouTube it. Trust me, it's worth a laugh. He's fixed it, though. I believe since then. Jason Hayward, when he does his practice swing, he walks out there and does this weird, like, like he's. It's not fluid. It's not like a full, like, rain, typical motion swing. There is like a giddy up or a, a has hesit- a hitch, a hesitation, whatever you want to call it. It's in there and it looks awkward. And I can't help but think that someone should say, "Hey, why?" why do you do that? Why isn't your, cause you know, he'll connect with a nice fastball and, and jack into the seats every now and then you go, all right, that's a nice swing. And, and he's a good guy. He's a great teammate from what everyone says. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, look, we, we got to pay you anyway. You're getting handsomely paid $22 million a year. The defense isn't even what it used to be for the time being. You're not a starter anymore. You need to come off the bench. We'll give you a spot start here or there as the, as if the matchup, dictates where it's like, Hey, Jason, you've, you've had a good history against this guy. We'll throw you out there or or someone needs a break. I don't know. But for right now, if we're playing seven games in a week, he needs to be on the bench for at least five of them. That's just, I mean, I I know it's, it's, it's harsh, but no, it's not harsh. Actually. What am I saying? This is professional baseball and that's the way it's got to be right now. Sports trade. Everybody. I've been talking a lot about sports trade lately. If you haven't heard about it, it's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's no wonder this company is blowing up. The site is really amazing. I frankly can't believe nobody else has thought of this concept before. It's crazy. Sports Trade truly takes fantasy to the next level. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players, just like real stocks. Speaking of stocks, the Cubs have Robert Stock making his debut as a starter for the Cubs tomorrow. Should be interesting. It's a fair and super exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. So making money with sports trade is simple. Player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their performance in each game compared to their projected fantasy points in that game. More points scored, higher the player's value. You get it. And the second way, good old supply and demand, baby. The more shares are purchased in a player, the higher their value goes. You get it. You can instantly buy and sell as many shares as you'd like. So sign up today at sportstrade.com, sportstrade.com, and discover the fun, exciting, profitable new world of sports trading. Wealthfront, everybody. Day trading is super popular right now. Everyone's talking about it, right? And it can be a lot of fun, but if you really wanna grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor. So why do it alone? Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront is trusted with over 20 billion, that's right, 20 billion with a big old capital B, dollars of assets. And you could get your first 5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com, lockdown MLB. I really want you guys to hear me on this one because this is super important. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life. I got to add that part. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. Go to wealthfront.com locked on MLB to get started today. I was talking about Jason Hayward. I think he needs to be on the bench right now. The Cubs just basically need to get healthy. We've been playing excellent baseball, dealing with a lot of injuries, but as anyone who's watched baseball long enough knows, injuries eventually catch up to you. And hopefully, Nico Horner and Matt Duffy, they've both been running, taking cuts. They'll be on a rehab assignment soon. Those are the two bats I cannot wait to see back in the lineup. Just to give you an idea of what kind of lineup I'd like. I still like Jack Peterson's approach at the leadoff spot. You know, the number of surface value, 244, 756 OPS. That doesn't really just jump off the page. But he, again, he works strong at bats. Hitting hit the ball hard, too, right now. Keep him there. KB, he's playing right field now. He's, he's hitting second. I do like Javi hitting third. I do, even though the on-base percentage is awful. But Rizzo being a high-contact guy could protect him there. So I'm going to keep him there for now. Wilson Contreras, fifth. Great. This is where I go a little different. You know, Typically, you like to throw in a lefty right there. But I'm going to go Nico Horner because he is a high-contact bat, hits fastballs really well. I love Nico Horner banning six because he will come up with runners on base. And so many times, we just need contact to drive in the run. And we have too many strikeout guys in a row. So Nico Horner, you're my six hitter, seven. I'll then go Ian Happ and then eight, uh, to round it off. I will have, who am I, who am I missing from the Cubs lineup right now? Third base. I'm missing third base. I guess you get Matt Duffy eighth, but then you got wisdom too has been great. Oh, that's a whole nother conundrum, isn't it? I guess Matt Duffy, man, cause he was such a crucial part of this season. Turning around the offense. Once Matt Duffy started getting regular playing time. That's when the Cubs offense really started to click, and it kind of, you know, he propelled them. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, he really launched them into being a, a completely different offense from what we saw those first three weeks because the Cubs offense was historically bad the first three weeks. Anyway, as it gets closer and closer to when it's time for Nico Horner and Matt Duffy to be active from the aisle, then I'll give you my real, you know, I'll have to have some real tough decisions. Some real tough decisions on that one. Okay. Robert Stock, everybody, he was drafted in the second round by the St. Louis Cardinals in the 2009 amateur draft, 67th overall pick, but drafted as a catcher. They later converted him and the big knock on him and the reason he went from being, you know, a Cardinal prospect, never really highly touted, you know, to then going to Pittsburgh because the Cardinals just cut him. After you know, twenty judgment you know, I two thousand after the twenty fourteen season, they're like, ah, right, we've seen enough. We're gonna let you go. Pittsburgh didn't have him for very long. Then the, uh an independent ball in twenty sixteen. Cincinnati Reds like what they were seeing when he was in independent. I think he was playing for like the Newark New York Bears. Maybe I'm not really no Jaguars, Some team called that. I love the independent league team names. They're really fun. Gary Railcats. It's a cool name. Cincinnati Reds gave him a whirl. They go, look, this guy's throwing ninety eight. We love his stuff. Here's here's the the thing though. The walk rate has just been brutal for his entire career. It's, it's come down a little bit since and the Cubs have, this is where I'm excited for Robert Stock. You know, I've gone on about the Cubs pitching lab and how they've really turned it around for a lot of pitchers. You know, they've done a real sophisticated approach using all the tech they could find. You Darvish credited Tommy Hadovy and everything the Cubs Pitch Lab has done. Cole Stewart recently, like just, you know, Keegan Thompson, Justin Steele, all these arms that have been coming up through Tommy Nance. And Robert Stock might be the latest success story out of them. I'm hoping so, because right now, AAA Iowa, mostly in relief roles, but he has made two consecutive starts of four innings of pop. So Cubs fans don't expect Robert Stock to go more than four innings tomorrow, but he was consistently hitting 100 for all four innings. So that's nice to see that there wasn't a major dip in velocity as the pitches went on. You know, he has uh, striking out 11, 11 and a half batters uh, per nine. That's his case per nine. And his walks are under two, 1.83. That's pretty elite for walks. So that's a very encouraging thing out of this guy. Cause he's had some seasons where the walk rate was incredibly high. I'm looking at like, High A ball when he was 24. He was walking nine batters. It's like ridiculous. I mean, these are all small sample sizes because he was working as a reliever. But some really atrocious appearances, though. Boston picked him up, made a couple major league appearances with them. 13 innings total. You know, the walk rate, again, way too high. 6.75. That's terrible, which is what led to his 4.73 earned run average with them. Average fastball is 97. That's amazing. So, I'm really pumped up to see what he can do tomorrow against Jacob DeGrom. It should, it should be fun to watch either way. DeGrom has obviously been amazing. He's left a few starts early this year with, you know, some like a hip flexor and a few other things. So, who knows? He left his last start early, and a lot of people thought, is he even going to be back ready for this game? As a Cubs fan, I, of course, was hoping to dodge him. Why wouldn't you? But the Cubs actually have a decent history against Jacob DeGrom. The last time they faced him, was in August of 2019, because as we all know, in the 2020 season, you only did divisional play, and they beat him. They, he gave up four earned runs in seven innings, and the Cubs won four to one. John Lester outdueled him. It was a wonderful start by John Lester, who's no longer with the Cubs. And but here's here's the caveat: in that game, again, we scored four runs, but one player drove in all four, and that player is no longer on the Cubs, and it's not Kyle Schwarber. It was Victor Caratini hit two home runs off him. The Cubs had good at-bats that game. I remember watching that game because I'm like, this is the Victor Caratini game. So, you know, I'm not saying the Cubs are going to go out there and beat Jacob DeGrom, but I wouldn't be surprised. Because I feel like as as dominant as he's been, I've seen the Cubs, various Cubs teams do well against him. Now, Bryant will probably be out because, again, if you're swelling in your hand and wrist, you're not going to rush back to face Jacob DeGrom. So that if they sit him, I don't. I would not blame them at all. So Patrick Wisdom, will be back in there. He's hitting the fastball really well. Then I want to tinker with some stuff offensively there. I think I would then go Jock Peterson, one. Wisdom, two. He isn't hitting the two-hole yet. Rizzo, three. Right, You got three guys there who can handle the fastball fairly well. Then you go Javi, four. Who do you hit in the five-hole? That's tough. See, that's really where we're not having a Nico or Matt Duffy, another high-contact bat. In the second half of your lineup, or the lower third of your lineup, really hurts this team. Because you'd go Javi four, of course Wilson Contreras five. Who are you going six? I mean, I guess I'd go half, but he's he's been striking out a lot. I just don't like that many high strikeout guys in a row. Javi, Willie, and Ian are all guys who strike out a lot, and you're facing Jacob Degrom, the best strikeout pitcher in baseball. So it's going to be a tough task. Hopefully the Cubs, uh, you know, shock the world a little bit there and uh, light them up. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm I'm putting out in the universe. I'm really hoping it happens, Cubs fans, Built Bar, everybody. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor. So when you talk Built Bar, you got to be talking about these delicious flavors. We got coconut. We got coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, Mm, salted caramel, not caramel. It's caramel. Let's get it right. Not only are Bilt Bar's flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar. That's the big one. You see a lot of things that are just packed with protein, and you're thinking, "Oh, I'm going gonna, gonna to ch- chomp on one of those before I work out. Little, little do you know, you're putting in about 45 grams of sugar in there, and that's going to make you sluggish, and you're going to burn out. You don't want that, right? And only 4 grams of net carbs. Net carbs. Better than gross carbs. <laughs> Am I right? Order today, get that mint brownie, whatever you like. Built Bar has been killing it right now. The offer is go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Bet online, everyone. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. You guys see the highlights of the Diaz fight? He fought, who did he fight? I can't even remember now, but it was great. Good fight. The that Diaz, he lost, but he's, he's an entertaining guy. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great uh, bonuses they got going on right now and contest information. So do not send the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts promo code locked on. Okay, Cubs fans, here is the news. Breaking news from yesterday. I'm giving it to you today here, Wednesday, June 16th. Beginning this upcoming Monday, which is June 21st, Major League Baseball will enhance its enforcement of the rules that prohibit applying foreign substances to baseballs. Basically, Major League Baseball is saying, hey, no more. It's impacting offense. It's, uh, it's making the game boring. Strikeouts are at an all-time high. You know, we're, we're going at record lows for batting average across the board. It's it's bad. You know what I mean? It's been a big talk of things, right? So under the new guidelines, any pitcher who possesses or applies foreign substances in violation of the rules will be ejected from that game and automatically, this, this is a pretty big deal, automatically suspended in accordance with the rules um, for 10 games. Starting pitchers will have more than one mandatory check per game, so several times they're going to be going out there, going, "What you doing over here, huh? Let me see that glove. What's that smell? It smells like you're mixing up some sort of concoction. What are you doing, you cheat? That's that's what I imagine umpires sound like. And and then relievers will be checked at the end of the inning, you know, and as they enter the game too. Typically, the inspections will take place between innings, though. They're trying to be clear about that, though, because they're not just going to break up the action and be like. Like I said before, what's going on over here? They're not going to be all like Big Brother too much on you, though. Players will be paid during the suspensions for the violation. That part's a little strange. Repeat offenders, though, will be subject to progressive discipline. I guess it does. I guess, you know, that's a strong union and, you know, that paying them while they're under suspension. I That's pretty, it's fairly common, I guess. So after an extensive process of repeated warnings without effect, gatherings of information from current and former players and others across the sport two months of data collection has been going on, right? So this isn't something they just came to lightly. Uh, Baseball's decided, hey, look, we just, we have to level the playing field somehow. Now, a lot of people are upset about that, including a high-profile pitcher named Tyler Glasnow, who's a phenomenal pitcher, very rock star looking dude too. I don't compliment other men's looks too often, but this is a handsome flow head of hair this guy's got right here. His whole thing is like, look, do it in the offseason. Give us a chance to adjust. Here's a direct quote from Tyler. He goes, "I just threw 70 whatever innings, and then you just told me I can't use anything in the middle of the year." I and he's like basically saying I have to change everything I've been doing this entire season. Everything's all out the window, and I just started to, to do something completely different. So now he's hurt, and he's blaming it on the fact that he had to just stop what he was doing because Glass now apparently was was told to stop using sunscreen basically so glass now ceased usage of sunscreen changing grips on his fastball and curveball and that's enough where he's like and look here's another quote from him he said i truly believe that's what why i got hurt me throwing 100 and being six seven is why i got hurt humble brag huh Oh, you throw triple digits and you're six foot seven. I'm a major league baseball player. My life is so difficult. It gets to the point where, and I mean, I think he's a sincere dude. I'm a fan of his, he's a great pitcher and he seems like a cool dude. Every interview I've ever caught him and I'm like, I like this guy, but it's, and it's frustration. You know, you interview a guy right after they get injured and they're having a great year and. And this gets sprung on them. I get what he's saying where it's like, look, if it was in the offseason, then we could readjust fine. But at the end of the day, he comes off as someone where it's like, why won't you let me cheat anymore? You know, it really kind of comes off that way. So he then goes on and says, I'm just frustrated that they don't understand how hard it is to pitch one. But to tell us to do something completely different in the middle of the season is insane, he says. It's ridiculous. There has to be some give and take here. You can't just take away everything and not add something pitchers need to be able to have some sort of control and some sort of grip on the ball now that part i get now we have to remind ourselves fans too the grip on the ball issue is kind of a major league baseball's like problem themselves famously they've been changing up the ball remember a few years ago when home runs were flying out of the ballpark and everyone's like well they mess with the ball the ball's wound up tighter than usual and pitchers talked about that there's been seasons where pitchers were all getting blisters out of nowhere, and they're like, "Yeah, they messed with the ball again. They raised the seams. They did something, and we're used to gripping the ball a certain way. It's rubbing on our skin weird. We're getting blisters." So I don't understand why Major League Baseball, and they use different balls for spring training. I've, I've been come across, and I don't know. They there's, they get too screwy with this stuff, and it's upsetting as fans because, like, instead of just focusing on making the game more entertaining, we have all these behind the scenes dealings. It just it does make people look bad. You know, he's all complaining to me, like, I'm just trying to go for a saw Young this year and help me. Now I have to rehab. I don't I, I get what he's saying. You know, here's some other quotes from around the league. As the Nationals' Max Scherzer put it, the players should have a say in this. Yeah, I get Yeah, he makes a good point there. He goes, unfortunately, I just don't think we will. It appears that MLB is going to do whatever they want with this. That's another thing. Like, it's just a bad look because we know there's a big negotiation with the CBA coming up soon after this season, and we don't want to strike. That's the last thing we want right now. Baseball's already, you know, the the game is not in the healthiest spot as far as fan interest goes. I really think that if they don't play these next few seasons correctly, they could really do lasting damage to the sport of baseball. And I would hate to see that as someone who loves the game as much as I do. And as imagine a lot of you do as well. They need to get better lines of communication between players and ownership and the commissioner's office and all sorts of other facets of major league baseball, because this stuff just looks petty. Now I am on their side though. And Hey, what are you guys doing? There's clearly some sort of cheating going on. We're seeing guys like Kenley Jansen throw balls that look like they're on remote control. I mean, look, Kenley Jansen's had a great career, but he was going, his, his arrow was pointing down the last two seasons and now he's coming up with new pitches this year. We know something's going on. You've been blatant by it. There's plenty of video evidence. You go on Twitter, YouTube, and there's just highlight reels. 15-minute long videos of all the different pitchers across the league clearly cheating in broad daylight. So, again, I'm not going to feel too much pity for you. I think you should be able to wear sunscreen, though. Rick Sutcliffe, great dude, former Cubs, silent winter 84, talked about, like, yeah, I didn't wear sunscreen a lot of times, and look what it cost me. He had some skin cancer issues. Hopefully, Rick's completely over that and fine. Uh, But, Rick, I'm, I'm... I have the same hair color as you. So sometimes that's just on us. you got to be clear on that too. Right. It's interesting that like, I don't know what the happy medium is because you want the pitchers to be able to have some grip over the ball for safety and for pace of play. You know, we just don't want the ball to be like a wiffle ball. See, there needs to be that some sort of like agreement, get rid of this spider track stuff that some of these idiots, by the way, like the Cincinnati Reds, we're ordering boxes of the stuff. They weren't even doing it sly. They weren't even having like, you know, the trainer's cousin's friend ordered it and then gave it to us. They were literally like, oh yeah, send it to Cincinnati Reds, great American ballpark care of like, yeah, you know, it's like not even hiding it. That's how little they thought there'd be repercussions for these things. And that's a sad state too. That people are just like, I'll keep cheating. What are they going to do? They did though, and a lot of these pitchers were daring the lead to come after them. They were daring them. Trevor Bauer being the most famous culprit of this stuff, going on record saying the only way to change your spin rate that drastically is to cheat. And guess what he did? Changed his spin rate that drastically, and we know why. Because he cheated. So I, for one, am for this, but I do want to be clear, because I, I I love pitchers, and if I could be if I could have been anything in the major leagues, it would have I would have wanted to have been a pitcher. There needs to be some sort of middle ground where it's like, okay, you could use this. I don't know why the rosin bag isn't as much grip as it used to be, but there needs to be some sort of exchange here where it levels the playing field, not just like a little give and take like the pitchers want. Cause of course they'll be like, we'll stop using this. I'm like, yeah, but all the other stuff you could still cheat with. It needs to be, get rid of spider tracks, things that are also like spider track, get rid of all that nonsense. Okay. We'll we'll come up with a safe way for you to grip the ball a little bit, but it can't be these things that, like I said before, are making the game unbearable to watch for a strong amount of fans right now because it's just strike after strike after strikeout. It's made the strikeout not as sexy as it once was. Having a pitcher throw seven innings and striking out 13 guys was awesome. When it happens all the time, it's not. It's like the triple-double in basketball. I'm no longer impressed. I am Shania Twain, and it's Brad Pitt, and it does not impress me much. All right. That is a great way to end the podcast with a Cubs podcast with a Shania Twain quote, by the way, that music video, it did things to me as a 12 year old. Anyhow, guys, thank you for checking out the lockdown Cubs podcast, part of the lockdown podcast network. Uh, check out the episode tomorrow. I'm going to be doing a little crossover talk with the lockdown Mets host. So that should be really fun. Go back and check out previous podcasts too. I like to take the last segment and talk about something that you could just listen to over and over again. Not exactly something that you had to hear right away. So as always, guys, let's not forget this. As always, go Cubs. Check out Locked On Today, everybody. Get all your sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts.